Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is September 27th, and this is episode 475. Company from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss the playoffs to this point. We got another stat of the week, and we got some undergoogles for you. Joining me this week are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the birthplace of Victor Oladipo, Silver Springs, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacer fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out to my brother-in-law, Doug. My niece and nephew, Sam and Ava, uh, I got to hang out with them on Saturday, and after what was a, a rough week of, of being an adult, uh, playing basketball and tennis with, like, a 10- and 7-year-old is a really good medicine. Like, just <laughs> just fun to run around and be silly and have fun. So, shout out to those guys. Were you, like, uh, Bill Murray blocking their uh, basketball shots? Uh, I was trying, but... <laughs> Sam's pretty quick. He's actually pretty okay. good. Um, yeah. From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Just gotta say that I'm thinking I'll leave out there. Um, this has just been—it's been a rough stretch, and uh, uh, my thoughts and prayers are with everybody out there. Hope you're staying safe. Also, I want the name of this pod to be. Um, Flying exploding bears. Very organic. See if we can get there. <laughs> I'm definitely all about organic right now. <laughs> From Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? Shout out flying exploding bears, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Shout. Well, out. if you. Uh, before we get into the show, I'd like to remind you that you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just click the link in the show notes or go to theunbeatables.com slash Amazon, it kicks a small percentage back to us, and it helps support what we do. Well, uh, there's been I mean, a, a little bit of a slow new, slowish news time in the NBA basketball. Uh, the playoffs are marching on. We are, are nearing uh, the finals. Um just an update since we last spoke the western conference has finished uh, they have crowned their champion the los angeles lakers which took down the nuggets four games to one uh, the the nuggets could not do the three consecutive douche tag sweeps they were uh, just two just two uh, lakers look good in, in this one um 
And uh, in the East, uh, as we record, uh, Miami's up 3-2, and Game 6 is playing right now. So um, if Miami wins, they will be in the finals. And if uh, Boston wins, they'll force Game 7. But we do not know uh, how that's going to turn out. But starting in the West, um, Colson, um, what did you think about the Lakers' performance, the Nuggets' performance? Uh, you know, I, I got a little bit of a sense uh, that the the Nuggets were just happy to be there. You know, they they uh, they won an exciting uh, series against the Clippers, um, and, and then got there, and they, they looked all right. You know, there was a, a you know dramatic game winner by Anthony Davis. Which uh, kind of sucked some of the some of the life out of them, um, but how did you think overall? Like, how did you think uh, both teams looked? Well, I, I think Denver's great. Uh, I'm excited about them. Uh, I think uh, both uh, Jamal Murray, who has uh, exploded onto the basketball NBA scene uh, as a, a, a star, um, I think Jokic is, you know arguably the best center in the league at this point, and that is a fantastic tandem. Uh, they're both very young. Uh, they're both in their early 20s, and um, I, I think this was the feel-good story of the bubble, um, I, you know, more than um, even a Miami team or whatever that might have come out of nowhere. Um, I thought the emergence of, of, uh, of Denver – um, you know, everybody's going, Mike Malone's a great coach, you know, and like, you know, they, they, the, the kind of story where you come back from 3-1 twice um, has never happened before, and that's a great story. Um, L.A.'s just a different beast. You know, the, the Lakers are on a mission. They have uh, LeBron James. And, um, you know, there were some stories uh, in the media about how he's slowing down in the fourth quarters or in the second halves, his shooting percentages down, he's shooting really poorly from three-point range. Um, I, don't, I don't think it matters. Um, this guy is, uh, he can smell it, he can taste it, and he's going to get himself another ring. Um, he dominated in the closeout game with 38, uh, 16, and 10. Um, and if you want to say that he's missing uh, those bunny jumpers in the lane, fine. But you know what he's doing? He's dunking on people's heads, and he's also shutting down Jamal Murray when they ask him to. Um, so he's still the best basketball player on the planet. Um, on, and on his side is potentially the second or third best basketball player on the planet, Anthony Davis. Um, I think Denver got up against something they couldn't handle, and it's, it's, it's not uh, – it's not their fault. Um, it was a great run by the Nuggets, and we should, uh, I think, all be rooting for them for the future, but this is the Lakers' year. Yeah, I mean, and it should be said that LeBron dominated that game in the last five minutes. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nine Denver, points in a Denver row, was I think. down or, yeah. 10 to 15, basically, the entire game. Crawled back in the third quarter to tie it up, or essentially tie it up going into the fourth. And it was kind of back and forth, and then you know, LeBron just said, okay, this is done, and yep. just took over the game, uh, which was super impressive. I mean, this dude came into the league in 2003. Um, just think about that for a second. Like, that's just crazy. <laughs> um, and he's still super-duper good. Yeah, I mean, and, and Denver was facing some adversity. I mean, Jamal Murray jacked up his knee 
slash hamstring slash ankle. He was half a, a, a Jamal Murray out there. To his credit, was like gutting it out and making tough shots, and and that that Denver team is um, fun to watch because they're you know it's the classic built not bought situation. Like mm-hmm. all their good players are drafted, save for uh, Jeremy Grant, who just made himself tens of millions of dollars uh, in this series. Um, and they play hard, you know. They don't give up. You knew they weren't going to go down without a fight. Um, but yeah, now look, Le- LeBron and AD, you know, he gets to rest his ankle um, while they wait for Boston and Miami to continue beating the crap out of each other. Um, and what has been a really entertaining series, like all of these games have been pretty close. And uh, yeah, superstars coming to, to the fore. Tyler Hero, apparently he's a, a dude that we have to deal with now. Um, Jason Tatum becoming a super duper star. Like, this is really fun to watch. I mean, this is good basketball. The yeah. bubble, baby. Yeah, it's definitely been a fun series. Although, really, not until game five did we see the Celtic team that I thought we were going to see this postseason. Mm. I mean, that was really the first game where they really looked like a team that could win a championship to me. Um, Hopefully they can string a couple of these things together and uh, keep the series going because I'm having a lot of fun watching it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Who would you rather see play the Lakers in the final? Uh, I mean, it would just as much as I hate it, Boston and LA. Okay. Ugh, yeah. Hate it. No, but I like I think I, I said on the last podcast like that's like the most common matchup in the history of the NBA, and it would sort of settle down the you know insanity of the bubble like we just get back to what we normally do let's get these two teams in the room and also i really don't like the idea of miami getting back to the finals this soon after losing lebron um i like eric spolstra um i think he's a very good coach and i think bam Adebayo is really great i kind of like goran Dragic, but Man, I really don't like Pat Riley. I really don't like Jimmy Butler. I really don't think this team should already be back in the finals after losing LeBron and Dwayne Wade and and Bosh. I'm just I'm over this idea. And because 2020 is what it is, I'm afraid that they're going to win the title. I think it's like the perfect confluence of uh, you know social slaps in the face. So this is just gonna like be just one more thing on the on the on the 2020, you know, shit bucket shit bucket list or whatever it is. Uh, get COVID, right? And the uh, and the Heat win the title, and <laughs> kind of on the same level, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be interesting to see LeBron playing against his old team and old coach. I suspect mm-hmm. that LeBron may have a couple of things written in the back of his notebooks mm-hmm. about how to beat Spolstra and the seven gamer. You might be right about that. Um, you, you, you think you got to believe that Pat Riley is drooling over this idea though. Right. Because you know, he had that whole big stink about how you're supposed to be loyal and getting to a championship is hard and you got to stick with us on LeBron's way out the door. Um, I'm sure he's ready to 
um, try to beat LeBron as well. Pat Riley's an idiot. Well, well for sure. I didn't but not it's also say like that. found money for him <laughs> like to get this far and to potentially right. get to the finals with this team. It's like insane, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, who knew Tyler Hero was this, right? I mean, he's doing stuff that's you don't do in the playoffs as a rookie. It just doesn't happen, right? Um, no, yeah, I mean I mean it's like super weird. He's not re- I mean, he is a rookie, but like he basically already had his off season between his first and second year. You know what I mean? So sure. Um, but regardless, what he's doing is super impressive. Like, dude has serious cojones and is unafraid of the moment, and is a really good basketball player. On top of that, yeah, you know, he definitely is. He's got a ton. He of rebounds. Yeah, he can pass the ball, and he also can shoot the heck out of it. He was born in 2000. <laughs> uh, uh, Joey, uh, you were saying to me earlier on the phone that Jimmy Butler is your favorite player in the NBA. Is that what you said? That is not <laughs> Might have had said. a poor connection there. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, that's what it sounded like to me on the phone. No. Um, you know, that is absolutely it's because not of what his I mustache, said. right? I mean, that's what. No, I, I was saying, though, that he, he seems like a really good teammate. You know, the night after uh, Hero scored the, the 37 points, Butler shows up to practice wearing the Tyler Hero's, like, high school jersey, um, which I don't even know how you get one of those things. But if you're, you know, a millionaire athlete, I feel like you could find a way. Um, okay. Well, okay, walk me through that. What's the scenario? Who do you pay? What happens? Um, I mean... You, you got a guy. You got a. You got a guy? guy. How do you get yeah. in the bubble with Don't the you guy? Just ask Tyler Hero. Like, did Tyler Hero bring his like jerseys? Or I don't know. Maybe don't he did. Uh, like, couldn't he just have somebody ship it to? Yeah, yeah. The bubble, like. Okay. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's not sure get that, crazy conspiracy. Let's yeah. go Occam's Razor here. I'm pretty <laughs> sure the principal of that high school would love to have his, you know, <laughs> school's jersey right. on Sports Center. Okay. So. All right. Fair enough. Pretty sure he would make that happen pretty rapidly. Yeah, 24-hour turnaround in the bubble. I'm sure it costs some money. That's all I'm saying. I mean, who knows if it's 24 turn? Like, that's nice timing. Like, Butler could have had Like, it's not like a hero hasn't been playing super well the entire playoffs, you know? Right. Maybe he I mean, had everybody's high school. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe he just has everybody's. <laughs> he's I mean, just he a is a psychopath. High school, so. yeah, he's high, a total high school basketball jersey collector. Yeah. Jersey and the, collector. the narrative that all of a sudden this makes him a good teammate is just hilarious to me. Like, this dude ran his way out of three franchises for being a total complete asshole. And he also <laughs> charges his teammates $20 a cup of coffee <laughs> for big face coffee. coffee. It is, he is from, he lives living in Miami. Big face coffee. Yeah, he's still not my least favorite Heat player. Shout out Kelly Olenek. Oh. oh. Okay. Hate that guy. That guy's, yeah, he's really unlikable. He's <laughs> super punchable face, dirty, <laughs> don't like him. Right? And he will hit that shot that you just really don't want him to hit. No, he's one of those guys. Not. No, I feel like the guys that I hate the most are the guys that just are dirty, they suck, and then they're still able to hit that shot when you want them to like All of not. the Knicks from the 90s. <laughs> mm-hmm. right, right. Why is Kurt Thomas hitting that jumper? Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> do we need to make our picks for the Yeah, I was just going to say, we, we, no? we do need to make the picks. Uh, you know, we'll, just, we'll pick, pick both ways, because uh, since we don't know who the... Who the 
He's going to represent the East. Well, uh, w- did I get points for uh, for my really convoluted uh, Denver uh, in seven or the Lakers in five pick, Harper? Uh, I don't know. This is all news to me, so I don't have our spreadsheet up at all. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I can uh, field that question. Uh, no, no, there's no way to quantify what you... <laughs> What I said it was going to be Lakers in five or Nuggets in seven, and so I win, right? Uh, you, you were said le- overall. Lakers. You were leaning Lakers. Yeah. You said Lakers five or Lakers seven. Oh, or Lakers seven. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Joey okay. gets Joey picked others. No, Joey. Yeah, Joey picked other, yeah. so he gets nothing. Other. Yeah. I'm the big winner. I think. Big win, big win. Uh, yep, <laughs> Lakers five. Nope. You had Lakers and five over the Clippers, so everybody gets well. Everybody except Joey gets one. Swinging for the fences. I have a feeling you're going to do it again. You're going to other this this round as well. <laughs> we'll we'll see what comes to mind. Mm. Okay. Uh, before we before we do that, um, I do want to read. Uh, take a little social media break here. Hmm. Uh, Colson, you're, you know you're a, you're a big social media person. Uh, Twitter Twitter's where you spend most of your time, right? For sure. Um, big presence on the social on the social media. Social media, as you call them. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna give you. Uh, little tip here is going to save you a lot of time. I'm going to read you the entirety of Eric Spolstra's Twitter feed for the history of his account. This is from October 7th, 2010. Great training camp fired up for the season. And he's not tweeted since then. (laughs) (laughs) He's been busy. I I really thought there was going to be like a closer on that one. There'd be like one other one. Like a no. random nope, that's one it. in in 2015, like a picture of <laughs> his trip to Barcelona or something. Uh, no, he is uh, Coach Spo, and um, he's got 35,000 followers, and he's had one <laughs> just patiently awaiting, yeah, just chopping <laughs> at the bit. Yep. I think they've got a support group. <laughs> they've already they've already written the code for like immediate retweet if he ever tweets. Uh, Thirty five thousand. Uh, could I create a uh, Twitter account called the Real Spo and get all those people on me? On, on it my... might be fun to do like a, a parody account. You know, I'm sure that's everything. Yeah. Probably exists. How do you parody nothing? Well, as if uh, or a you could just do that uh, or or. <laughs> You could just, or B, you could uh, <laughs> just create an account, tweet once, and then just wait ten years, and then just, and then question, 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 and then the that's money right. comes in. That's right. That was the whiteboard we put up. It was, it was, it was uh, tweet ten years ago. Question mark. Question mark. Profit. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Uh, Joe, do you want uh, do you want my side of the week now, or do you want it later? Uh, uh, let's 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 do one now because I've got one for later. Joey, stat of the week. Okay, um, so I would like to um, remind uh, Pacer listeners that LeBron James is now going to his tenth NBA Finals. Um, so 
Bill Russell went to 12 finals. Sam Jones, his teammate for most of those uh, Boston, uh, that Boston dynasty, went 11 times. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 10 times. And that's the end of the list. LeBron James, now uh, the fourth all-time with 10 finals appearances. Um, Tommy Heisen, uh, Magic Johnson, and Jerry West are the only players with nine. So this is insane. A couple other fun facts about uh, LeBron in the playoffs. He has over uh, 10,000 minutes played, more than 1,000 more than Tim Duncan. Uh, He has more Mm. than 1,300 more points than Michael Jordan, who is number two. Uh, He is first in steals uh, in all playoffs above Pippen and Jordan. He's third in assists all time in playoffs, and I think you guys can guess who's one and two. Anybody? Magic Stockton and Cooley? Magic and Stockton. Magic right, and Stockton. Magic. You were correct. Um, and he's sixth in rebounds all time. Um, and again, that's just the other five guys that you would assume are above him would be Russell, Russell Chamberlain, Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Olajuwon? Oh, nope. Abdul-Jabbar. Shaq. Duncan. Yep. There you go. So, um, he's he. this is where he's he lives now. I mean, he's a guard. I mean, not a guard. He's playing guard right now. Um, he's not a big man. He's now sixth in rebounds all time. Um, but this is the stat. This is my stat of the week. So, those, those were all pre-stats of the week. Um, so, uh, game five, LeBron James... Uh, led his team in points, rebounds, and assists. It's the 67th time that he's led a playoff team in all of those categories, in points, rebounds, and assists. Jesus. Number two is tied. Tim Duncan and Larry Bird are number two, tied. They did it 21 times. So he's pretty good. Yeah, no, he's real good. Um, LBJ, we are witnessing greatness, and we take it for granted. He doesn't. He was pissed about that MVP thing for sure. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he mm-hmm. was. <laughs> he only had 16 first, ta- first place votes or whatever it was. Yeah, well, with Giannis at home, he felt a 30-point triple-dub was in order. Yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, he's, uh, you know, probably by the end of his career, he he'll be he might not catch assists. He definitely won't catch one in rebounds, but um, and he won't catch one in blocks. But he's going to be the top of he's already the top of of this list in lots of ways. Um, and uh, even if he never makes another finals, he's dominated the playoff leaderboard. So, shout out. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm in dead last, so I get to pick first. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. Uh, uh, just a, based on. Oh, the, yeah, we need a Just update. on a quick score update. So the last time we did this, um, I don't think we had accounted for the uh, Nuggets upset of the Clippers, which puts Joey. 
an all but an insurmountable lead here. Yes. Mm. He's sitting on 16. Nailed it. Um, 12 and 12 for the Johns. And uh, Jason, you go first. <laughs> wait, wait. Can the finals be but worth the way the, like the five finals are worth like 10 points or something? Yeah, exactly. Okay. If Boston comes back and wins in seven, and I nail the uh, finals, assuming that it counts for two, I could tie Joey. That's like the only. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Let's make the finals worth five then. Let's just do that. Gotta be Joey. <laughs> I, I hate this. These are Colson rules. <laughs> finals are worth whatever five. Whatever gets us all on a four-way tie. Let's no, just this, this is not your game, so you don't get to, we don't, we're not playing Colson. Quaker math. So I'm going to go, based on all the litany of stats that Colson just uh, read us, and uh, the uh, record of the this current version of the Lakers, I'm going to go Lakers in five in the, the finals Ooh. here. Against either team? Against either team. Okay. Yeah. I'll take six if nobody's talking. <laughs> <laughs> For for uh, for other or for the Lakers? No, he's I'll, taking Lakers. I'll, yeah, I'll take the I'll take the Lakers. Uh, you know what? Since uh, oh, I have to go last, right? No. Yeah. You don't have to go last. Okay. Just do your others. Take others and come on. Sweep, <laughs> sweep. I'm I'm, I'm going with sweep. <laughs> Lakers sweep. Oh, Lakers either. sweep. Oh, you're taking yeah. Lakers. Yeah. Well, the only way that I can beat Joey then, actually, I probably can't even, but I'm going to go other. Um, as I as I said before, um, Miami's going to win this because I don't want them to, and it's 2020. So um, I'll just pick other in six. Either Boston or Miami wins in six. All right. Nice job, Joey. You win. Thank you. Congrats, <laughs> Joey. Thank you. Thank you. How did you I've, pick uh, the Nuggets in seven two times in a row? How did that happen? <laughs> you just picked the Nuggets. Yeah. Um, well, you know... I mean, I, 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 you know, I liken myself to uh, LeBron of picking. Uh, oh, I see. Picking other people play basketball. We got to make that wiki. <laughs> um. Well, you guys, uh, you want to take a take a quick break, and then we'll we'll come back and and uh, with some stats and some undergoogables. Sounds like yeah. a plan. Sounds like a plan. Right. This week, uh, this week I got some Mr. Kinetic for you out of, out of the nap town. So Shout out. Ooh. Check it out. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. Um, there's something new in Bandcamp that, that I had not uh, known about. You can Some people, you can buy their, uh, you can just buy their, disc, their digital discography for like a flat fee. So it's kind of cool. So um, that, he's the first one I've seen on that, on that plan. So you can buy, you know, individual songs or you know, uh, albums, or just just say I, just the whole thing, please. I'll take everything, everything you have. So check it out. My money, please. 
Shout out, Mr. <laughs> Kinetic. I got a few more bars. Love Tron's own. I take naps with the stars. Get your engines ready. We live from the brickyard. Naptown, we Lenon, TBM, y'all. Peace to Dr. Lenon and Ted Barno. Sometimes I rhyme quick, sometimes I rhyme slow. My flow entertaining, got the crowd going bozo. Flow clearing hurdles like Edwin C. Moses. Yes, I'm macadocious, huh? Yes, I said I'm macadocious. Hocus pocus, the funky witch doctor. Yes, I jam proper. Yeah. back from the break uh now we got a stat of the week joey stat of the week uh this week we got for you the number 23 and no it's not lebron james we're talking about uh this one is the 23rd installment of the exist in the infinite newsletter from mr kinetic the musician we just listened to he's got a very very cool newsletter uh, email newsletter and uh, my wife turned me on to it so a, he's a fantastic musician uh, but I just want to tell you some of the topics in this one maybe this uh, is something for you if you're interested uh, first of all you know the the requisite uh, reminder to go vote um, very dope um, uh, highlight of a, a, an old uh, Alice Coltrane album, which I listened to, and it's phenomenal. Um, it was John Coltrane's wife. She was a fantastic harp player, which I did not know. Um, then there was a highlight on the Reconstruction era of uh, the U.S., which I had uh, learned about as a young person and promptly forgotten about. Uh, <clears throat> but a good uh, link to a video on there and um, uh, some discussion and um, also a link to the uh, Behind the Bastards um, uh, podcast, which was uh, discussing the connection of the Ku Klux Klan and um, police in the United States, which was uh, very interesting. Um, then after that was uh, a section on mindfulness, which it was, which was, uh, which was nice, and literacy. Uh, there was a very cool uh, Toni Morrison uh, essay, um, and two more things, with a lot in this newsletter, which I really enjoyed. Uh, there was a, um, a link to another musician named Mindsign, a part of a series where musicians get 10 minutes in the recording studio, and they uh, have to make up a song in 10 minutes, and this was pretty cool, too. Um, and then the last part of it is uh, a link to his uh, his show that uh, airs on Saturday nights on WQRT FM in Indianapolis, um, and you can also listen to these on the the website as well. So um, you'll get a lot uh, a lot of information on his website. Um, we'll put all the links in the show notes for uh, a shout out to, to Mr. Kinetic. He's got a lot of stuff going on and he's uh, a very interesting, uh, interesting dude. Um, but yeah, shout out exist in the infinite. We'll get a link to the uh, newsletter in the show notes as well. It's, uh, it's all good stuff. Shout out. Mm-hmm. All right. Colson 
it is that time of the week. It is time for some undegoogables. Uh, how can I help you? Well, uh, this was uh, Jason's fault. Uh, last week, he used the phrase, uh, bang for your buck. And I thought, mm. well, that's real interesting because I feel like it has a couple layers. Um, I vaguely recall that a dollar was named for a buck because of buckskins. And that's all I got. And so that's why I've got to go to my three smartest friends to get me closer to the answer. Bang for your buck. What does it mean? Where are we at? What timeline? Is it Shakespeare? I don't think <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's Shakespeare on this is one. It, is it Pliny is the there, Elder? Is it yeah. No. So the the meaning is just like sort of the the, the most efficient use of your money. Like yeah, you're getting more more for what you uh, pay for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, uh, you, you know, you you want to go buy something. You want to make sure you get your, the, your best bang for your buck. And and I, like I said, I, I have vague memories of, of uh, being, you know, connected directly to Deer skin. I don't know if I'm right or wrong on that, but I'm I'm putting this in the Americas, um, and it it being related to the American dollar, so I think it gives us a timeline. But I I could be wrong. My, my, yeah, my guess is that this is post buck being used as slang for the dollar, right? So like, sure. that's already yeah. a thing, and then now okay. we're talking about bang for your buck, and it, this seemed like something out of the fifties, or like the advertising era i'm thinking like mad men like maybe this is like mat weren't mattresses basically like a uh just invented by uh <laughs> marketing teams yeah. uh, madison avenue at some level um yeah because bang to me like connotes i don't know rocket fuel or something like that like you're getting your bang for your buck like, so you need rockets or bombs before you get bang I mean, I get, like, obviously the Chinese had fireworks and gunpowder, like, 4,000 years ago or something like that, right? But I think that this phrase originates definitely post-Buck, which what we decided that was, like, frontiersmen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1800s, 1700s, 1600s. New America, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Or New World. Yeah, I don't know. Harper, what do you think? Um, yeah, I agree. Probably American since Buck is so uniquely American. Um, I mean, maybe a little too on the nose, but it may just, uh, you know, it could be a wartime saying it could be a civil Mm. war thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and you're Mm. literally getting more bang for your buck. This Um, gun is more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, during, you know, all of the, you know, major public works projects that we did, we blew up a lot of stuff to build roads and tunnels and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's actually... This is really good dynamite. Yep. <laughs> well, but but also, like, this is, yeah, this is going to be worth more in the long run. If we blow this thing up now, we're going to get this road later sort of thing. That's, I like that. I'm also thinking like, um, 
uh, like just buying fireworks, you know, you get the most, like the most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. So very literal. Yeah. Very, well, you've got that or, or yeah, just buying weapons uh, to take down whatever. whatever Americans do love their fireworks. Like, yeah. People love buying, buying one. I, I remember uh, one particular 4th of July, Joey, at your parents' house, your, your brother was a, uh, working in a fireworks factory at the time <laughs> and uh either uh on the up and up or on the dl brought home a bunch of really high grade fireworks and was launching them uh yeah 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 i think they were like assembly yeah they were like making that it was uh they were in they were definitely in in places that uh th- they could cause a lot of trouble if the if there was a, a stray spark yeah i remember he had to like whatever like de statify static electricity himself or whatever like before he went into the factory kind Just, of yeah. gotta ground yourself huh yeah mm. interesting but that's where my mind goes is to buy, buying fireworks you know I, I can just see that being like you know the one of those pop-up shops uh you know best bang for your buck okay okay so uh what what, what era would that be for you joe I mean, I do like the, I do like sort of like the 50s, uh, you know, that's, you know, I don't know when, when, I have no idea, but I, I guess it can't be that long ago when people were doing like home fireworks shows. It can't, you know, I don't think this was, I feel like this wasn't like in the, in the 1800s, you know, like, right. I don't feel like you're doing that stuff at home. I feel like the city, you know, cities I mean, might do them, but. Asia's been making fireworks for, you know. No, I get that, but I'm just saying, like, but I don't think that that it doesn't count until know, Americans they... make them. <laughs> well, but it does. It does go back to the to the buck as the dollar, right? Which, again, I don't have a real timeline for. I don't know when that slang came into the parlance where we started calling a dollar a buck, which is probably, which I guess doesn't really matter because we're talking about the phrase "bang for your buck," which could be way later. But it gives us some phrase, some sense of it, right? So, I mean, when do we come up with the American dollar? Like, this is—it's got to be after the, you know, revolution, or we did we have do we have our own dollar before then? We're still using. Uh, yeah, we were using uh, the pound before then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that so? So I think during the Revolutionary War, uh, we started using our own money. Okay. Um, and there were many people who would not accept it, um, okay. which was a problem for our uh, founding <laughs> young <generals>. economy. <laughs> well, there were a bu- there were a bunch of different currencies, right? Like basically every oh yeah, like state or even like individual banks would make their own currency. And it wasn't until the banks were nationalized and. Would that be early 1800s? I guess? Yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton. Hamilton right, yeah. sure. So, yeah, that's that's, yeah, turn of 1800s for sure. Now, um, and then, was there ever a the slang comes from a buck pelt is worth a dollar, or is that is, is, is that was always my understanding, right? I feel like it just came from people used to trade buck skins. As a form of currency, basically. Okay. Back in the day. 
and then so it wasn't necessarily worth what a dollar is worth. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Bartering on the frontier. <clears throat> right, right. Okay. So 1800s, we have dollars. We also have buckskin trade. Um, at some point, we have fireworks, or we have <laughs> advertising. So we're saying 1950 is what we're saying. I would go 20th century, but maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah, I do like this idea of uh, the military or the or the or the fireworks, where you're actually getting bangs. Like it may be very literal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, I can spend more money on this firework to get a better firework? So it seems like we're red right on. I think from what I've looked at so far. So. Um, Dup, 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 dup. more bang for the buck was actually preceded by more bounce to the ounce an advertising mm. slogan used in 1950 to market uh, Pepsi bounce uh, to the ounce yeah I like uh, it. it Charlie Wilson uh, the infamous Charlie Wilson used it uh, to describe the new look policy of Dwight D. Eisenhower the bang for the weapons. Buck. Oh, uh, oh. Mm. oh, that got dark real fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More bounce to the ounce, though. I like That's that. It's pretty dope. So, so what you're saying is that that at some point somebody was like, "We're spending money on bombs, uh, on nuclear bombs." Yeah. So Charlie Wilson, let me see if I can remember slash quickly Wikipedia on my history here. He was Secretary of Defense under Eisenhower, but didn't he like get in a, yeah. He like got us into the Korean War or something like that, right? It's yeah. There was a movie where Was it called Charlie uh, or something like that? Yeah, it was like Charlie Wilson's War. Um, yeah. With what's his head? I can't think of the Tom greatest Hanks. actor. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Charlie Wilson was a uh, lecherous booze hound. Who, uh, uh, okay. I think what Charlie Wilson actually did was get us to back the. Um, freedom fighters in Afghanistan against the USSR. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep, yep. Uh, which, that must have been later, though. Like, he was, like, a senator or something at the time. Or yeah, are there a, multiple Charlie Wilsons? There may be multiple Charlie Wilsons. Okay. Um, so it says that Charlie Wilson used this to, uh, phrase in 1954 to summarize the new look policy, um, security policy during the administration of Eisenhower, uh, bigger bang for your buck, uh, referred to receive more combat power for the uh, armaments it possessed. So I think like a lot of idioms we talk about, this is probably one of those things that was in common usage uh, Mm. prior to anyone writing it down or deploying it in the ad campaign. Um, according to the phrase finder, 
Mm. Um, the first citation that they could track down was an advertisement in Metals and Plastics Publications, 1940. Uh, there, you know, essentially they said no advertiser would use a colloquial expression in an advert unless it was understandable, you know, to their audience. So I expect that there may be other citations prior. Mm -hmm. And to verify, it was a completely different Charlie Wilson. Oh, nice. From Bang for the Book. Yeah. Um, well, so I, I, we kind of nailed that one. Um, we guys were right on that. Um, I Do we have enough information on... Again, this is probably lost to history, but when we started calling the dollar the buck, was that just... Good question. I feel like we did that one already, didn't we? No. Maybe in high school. That's maybe the why I remembered it as a dollar. Uh, I'm reading that the earliest reference was in 1748. Yeah, HuffPo article. Interesting. Uh, the exchange rate for a cask of whiskey traded to the Native Americans being five bucks. Hmm. Referring to deer skins. Five bucks for a cask of whiskey? Nice. The U.S. dollar Sounds was officially cheap. introduced after passing the Coinage Act of 1792. It quickly became the leading item used as a medium of exchange, but the term buck stuck around, and by the mid-19th century, it was being used as a slang term for the dollar. Okay. Nicely done. Um, sorry it ended up being about war. Yeah, that's on you. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's Jason's fault. He used it last the uh, last episode. One idea is that buck is just a shortened form of the word sawbuck, which is slang for a $10 bill. This is thought mm. to be because one of the earliest $10 bills featured the Roman numeral X, which resembles a sawbuck, a frame for holding wood to be chopped and sawed. Really? Hmm. hmm. This is a very different, very circuitous. <laughs> yeah, I like that though. That's nice. It's also very different than the other one, which is the real one. I don't think, uh, short of a time machine, we're gonna be able to find that one out for sure. Hmm. I think that uh, the one that Jason was mentioning seems to have more reference. Seems a little stronger. I mean, it just Fair. makes more sense, I guess. I don't know. I mean, uh, if we're just going to assume that humans make sense, I mean, sure. what are we yeah, doing here? That's fair. <laughs> interestingly, past the buck uh, refers to um, poker, where hmm. a knife with a buckhorn handle was uh, used to indicate whose turn it was to deal. So after your turn, oh. you would pass the buck to the next person. It was the butt. It was like the button, right? Well, the buck right. stops exactly. here. Don't pass the buck. 
Unless it's your turn. Um, I've got... Uh, in 1748, there was a document that said that a someone in Ohio was uh, robbed of the value of 300 bucks, um, but that didn't actually mean 300 bucks skins. So, how does that help me? Ah, the internet. But I feel I feel like you could that. Um incident could have been true for any year post the founding of the state of Ohio. I'm sure somebody was robbed of 300 bucks worth of something. Yeah, that's true. 300 deer, that's a lot of deer. That's a lot of deer. But, um, you know, there's a lot of deer out there. They just open it up to... uh, hunting season at some point it's like all you, all you can eat for deer <laughs> all you can eat venison yep do you have another one Colson? I do if you, that, that was, if, if, yeah, that if, you, if you'd like challenge. to go uh, I, I, and I, I've got uh, this is uh, I mean I did want to ask Joey uh, the joke about uh, what do you call um, uh, a deer with no eyes hmm I don't know. What do you call it? A no idea. No idea. Yeah. Uh, what Love do you it. What do you call it? A deer with uh, no eyes and no legs. Uh, Bob, I don't know. Uh, still, <laughs> a, a still no idea. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and what do you call a deer with uh, no eyes, uh, no legs, and no penis? Uh, effing no idea. Yeah, still no fucking idea. <laughs> I like it. Um, no deers harmed in the filming of, in, in the creation of these jokes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's right. They're all fine. <laughs> this is just in our mind palace. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> Red tape. Mind Palace might have been the best album that your uh, band put out in high school. Ah. <laughs> that was the uh, Cascading Failure band. Cascading Failure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mind Palace was our. It was our first one, you know, and that's that's always. It's usually I the mean, best album. You've got lots of years to build up good content, you know. Um, that's right. That's right. I mean, I enjoy it because you know I could I could see you guys like forming what you would would become later. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Um, how about? Uh, how about red tape? Have you got anything on red tape where the phrase red tape comes from or why we use it um, that makes things difficult to get into? Um, why we have to go through red tape um, to solve crimes or to get through litigation? So, so the, the meaning is like sort of like unnecessary obstruction. Yeah. Uh, to Bu- like bureaucracy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know red tape. I don't know why we call it red tape. And maybe it's very literal. Maybe it's sort of like they put red tape around a crime scene or something. But I don't know why we use it. And I figured I'd ask my three smartest friends. 
and then Google later. I mean, it sounds it sounds super literal to me, but I just don't know which you know which place was being taped off. Yeah, not sure if it's red crime scene tape or whether there were like red post-it notes that bureaucrats used to flag for audits or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that the phrase suggests to me that we have to give us a timeline. We have to have the color red and we have to have um, tape. So, so when, when was when was red invented? Let's start there. I mean, I think <laughs> was it probably, before or after the Chinese invented fireworks? <laughs> it was probably before. Um, yeah, probably. I don't know. I'm guessing tape was invented by 3M. <laughs> okay. And I think they perfected. And red was invented by um probably the Romans. Okay. Given once so again giving Western civilization civilization way too much credit. <laughs> so you think when when 3M opened their first Italian branch, voila. <laughs> right? <laughs> No, I mean, so so we've 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 done we've done pods on this before. We've done under uh, Google was on this before. Red is the most uh, uh, visible to human sight. Uh, we also know that it is a sign of danger uh, because of um, blood and you know, like whatever. Like it, it's it means stop. Like we know either, red is bad. Either the cheapest form of paint or the most expensive form of paint. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fire engine with. Exactly. So we know that red is a thing. Red, red is a, a dramatic color. <laughs> red and, is a thing. Well, red is a color. <laughs> it's a dramatic this. color, and it's been dramatic over history. So we know that much. So, <laughs> so the tape part is probably interesting, maybe. But could it be like ticker tape? Like, does it have to be sticky tape? Is it mm, like just a, question. you know, like when you say tape, you don't necessarily have to have, you know, glue on the back, right? Right, but I mean, I mean, I feel like the the context of it is always like something that's in your way, you know, like it's mm-hmm. it's always so it's sticky, you know. So it's, why you know, am it's I sticky? sticky like, right? I mean, like if you were doing paperwork that that literally had a lot of red tape, you'd have to like, you know, if it was like a folder that was like sealed shut with like red tape or something like that, you'd have to cut open, you know, everything to to do anything, you know. That's the kind of like, you know, the way I sort of think about that, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. So when did uh, secrets start then? <laughs> guessing uh, <laughs> that started definitely with uh, Pliny the Elder. Okay. There was no that secret. was definitely no, the Romans. The Romans no secrets. Yeah. Everything no was cool until that. the Romans started hiding. <laughs> yeah. Everyone had perfect knowledge and then uh, Yeah, I do wonder, Joey, yeah, if it's something that whatever, like things that came in the mail were sealed with red yeah. tape or something like that. And it was like, okay during the days where everything had to be done by correspondence that you would uh, have to unseal a thing and fill out another right. form or something. Well, what about uh, red wax seals? Mm. Mm. I don't know how that's tape, but... I don't either, but certainly a uh, it's adhesive. Red. 
<laughs> it's and sticky. potentially could have been red. Like it just depends on the color of wax bar that you had. Basically. Right, 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 right. So the time frame we're thinking like pre-fax is, is what we're, we're starting with. It's like... <laughs> By the way, I went this week. Uh, I'm getting old, so I need a new prescription every year for my reading lessons. Went to a new um, place this week. I guess I won't mention their name because I don't want to give them any business. But uh, everything was like checkup went fine. Things were good whatever at the end i'm like asking first off you have to give them your frames and they send them away for like a week to replace the lenses and then you get them back (laughs) what like the ones that you're using the one that's the ones that you're using unless you're going to buy new ones and i was like i don't want to buy new ones what are you talking about and uh so, so anyway so i was like so can you like give me my prescription so that i can order like a backup pair on the cheap, you know, because if you do it through that that place, it's always expensive, even though insurance helps. But um, they're like, yeah, 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 sure. I was like, yeah, can you just email it to me? And they're like, yeah, no, we don't really have access to email. And I was like, what? <laughs> they're like, we'll print it out for you. And if you need a second copy, we you can call and we'll just fax it to you. And I was like, you're aware that it's 2020, right? Like you're... <laughs> I literally got an email reminder that I had this appointment. Like, what are you talking about? You don't have email. And then they like texted me later. I was like, so you can text, but you can't email me? What? Ah, insane. That's got to be system. some weird HIPAA interpretation or something. Maybe. Fa- faxing anything know. at this point is definitely red tape, for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Thank you for bringing that's it like, back to uh, the conversation. <laughs> yeah. The last time I needed something to, to fax was, it was, it was like I was driving around looking for a place that had a fax machine. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> like none of the offices I work for, like they're all technology companies. They don't have a fax machine. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? It's usually uh, insurance or healthcare related that you have to fax something. And then you've got to go find a, you know, a FedEx with their one fax machine in the back and everybody points and laughs at you while you do it (laughs) alright so we think it's like people sealing envelopes with red wax or something like that Um, no I think think it's uh, 3M out of Minnesota Um, they came up with red tape and the moment they did it um, the United States government started uh, rolling all their folders in it and just you I'll could, the, yeah, you could not right. get it. Three M lobby is pretty strong. Three M lobby. So I'm guessing like, you know, 1940s. Three M's got to be older than that, right? Well, but when did they come up with red that. tape? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They had been building up the lobby right, for a exactly. hundred years. Are you? And then they are you individual? Are you individually sponsored by 3M and just didn't tell us? <laughs> they're, they're the ones that came up with post-it notes. I know that's the case, so I'm just sticking with them with, like, stickiness and adhesives. That's what I'm going with. Sure. I don't, I, I don't know enough. This is why I asked you guys. All I got is 3M, and the color red is bad. <laughs> I think well, bureaucracy has been around forever, so I'll go earlier. Okay, so what do you think? You think uh, you're thinking uh, uh, Black Plague? 
Uh, maybe like late 1800s, early 1900s. Okay. okay. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So do you think America, though? You're thinking like Europe. This seems European to me. Seems like it should be European. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's an idiom. Like, I don't know how widely... I mean, we don't run across a lot of idioms that are translated from other languages. So it's either the it's British or it's... Brits, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the, well. the, the, the French Rouge tape. <laughs> 3M Rouge. <laughs> All right, what do you got? What do you got, Jason? Uh, it is generally believed, this is according to Wikipedia, that the term originated with the Spanish administration of Charles V. Jeez. King of Spain and Holy Roman Emperor. So, technically it was the Romans. Uh, in the yes. early 16th century. Who started Ooh. to use red tape in an effort to modernize the administration that was running his vast empire. Red tape was used to bind most important administrative dossiers that required immediate discussion by the council of state so it was like a, a signifier of like classified info basically and like it's not urgent really info. tape it's, it's just not really like tape, string. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right yeah we're, we're yeah why, why is it called tape good i guess good i have a, i guess question. i have a misunderstanding of maybe tape existed longer in the vernacular of uh, vernacular well, so it was as early as, let's see, 17th. So in, in David Copperfield, not the magician, the book. Right. Uh, Dickens writes, Britannia, that unfortunate female, is always before me, like a trust fowl, skewered through and through with office pens and bound hand and foot with red tape. Oh, wow. Well, so I'm so. guessing that the term tape is just anything that held things together before 3M turned it into a trademarky <laughs> thing. Yeah, I'm not, but I don't. I'm not getting the the connection between like uh, the inconvenience or like obstacle from any of this stuff. Like, in fact, the first, like the you're saying the first one, that sounded to me like this is an important document. Get to this now, like instead of instead of like. You know, there's extra paperwork I got to do. Like it's, it's unnecessary. That's a good point. That's what I'm seeing. I don't know how to solve that. Um, other than the fact that in order to get to whatever documents were super important, you literally had to cut the red tape. Yeah. Sure. No, no, definitely. Sure. Yeah, and so I've got here that. Um, that essentially tape tape was invented by uh, Dr. Horace Day in 1845. He was a surgeon and he was using it for to bandage patients. So, so tape itself, maybe not the term of it, but tape itself wouldn't have been invented for another couple hundred years. So they the Dickens must have been referring to some other kind of yeah yeah. So tape had some different. I mean, maybe maybe that's just when I looked that up. That's just adhesive tape, right? That's that's tape that you would try to bind a wound with. Right, right, right. Um, so maybe tape had some different meaning. 
during Dickens' era? So legal and official documents have been bound with red tape since the 17th century and continue to be so. The use of it as a fussy or unnecessary bureaucracy, Phrase Finder has the first usage of that in 1796, which was part of a satire of the fussiness of English law. And I do think of the English as fussy, so. <laughs> and uh, all those uh, British listeners out there can suck it. <laughs> one by one, we're, we're just ticking all the other uh, countries off the list. So the word tape, it appears, comes from Old English, meaning a narrow strip of cloth used for tying or measuring etc nice okay well that's of very certain origin perhaps a back formation from latin tapete cloth or carpet but basically since the dawn of words. or from old frisian tapia middle german toppen to pull pluck or tear Okay, so the word tapes are long before we came up with adhesive. Yep. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's yeah. I did not know that. And 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 so we've we've kind of decided is that, um, the Spanish decided that red was a uh, signifying color to tie their confidential documents up, or their important things. So yep. like. You're sending some shit to King James. No. Right. Who was it? The Philip Charles. 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 Chuck. No old Chuck. Chuck. Pay attention to this. I'm going to bind it in red. And that's right. the important thing. Because right, right, Chuck right. is getting, you know. You put a ribbon around it or a string. As long as it's red, it's like, hey, this is the big deal. And we've already right. talked about how red historically in human history is a, is a big deal. And it doesn't have to have adhesive on it. Okay. Got it. Okay. You're welcome, America. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we, uh, we we partially got there, I think. Well, I go. We nailed it. Well, yeah. I mean, I gotta say that we've lost our 3M <laughs> sponsor. Yes. I'm gonna say we lost our 3M sponsor because they they want to believe they want everyone <laughs> the country to believe that the red tape they invented. Um, they asked me to do that, and. Uh, I declined, and we've lost their sponsorship. So now you're getting uh, transferred out of their Rome office. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. All right, we uh, we got there. I'd say we always do. Yep. Well, team, um, unless you guys got something else uh, for this show. Um, we will be back with you next week. We will be talking about the finals, I would think, by then. Um, and uh, probably we got we got a lot of celebration uh, planning to do for my win in the prediction game, right? So uh, I'm going to nominate you guys to be the party planning committee. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll let you know 
what the budget is, but uh, I think it's going to be a good, 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 fun one. We'll do a ticker tape parade. Ticker tape parade. That's another one. The uh, the measuring tape is you know that's another tape that doesn't have any uh, adhesive on it. Colson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, also, um, we're happy to do a celebration for you as long as we can get uh, bang for our buck. <laughs> Yes, please be efficient with the the funds. Oh, I thought you just meant uh, to blow some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> also, we may have meant that. Yeah, I bet we could get some uh, some really choice discount fireworks this time of year. I like it. Except it's not rained in like weeks, so uh, maybe we should be careful with those. But at the twenty twenty, I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nothing matters. <laughs> um. Cool. Well, we will be uh, on the social media until you hear from us again. You can find us on Twitter, uh, the same place Eric Spolstra hangs out. Uh, we are at Undebeatables. Uh, we are on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. We're on the Undebeatables.com, and there's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message directly. And uh, our email address is shout out at The Undebeatables.com. And Colson, did you secure that fax line we had talked about? Hmm. Uh no, no. Okay. Uh, Sorry, was that on me? That was on you. Well, there was a bunch of red tape. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we got some T-shirts for sale on the website slash store. Do we have any left? Is that really true? Yeah, there's still. We got some. A couple in the bin. Okay. All right. Well, they're all they're all small and medium. <laughs> someone take those off our chests. Like, not while we're wearing it. But. Right, 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 right. For a once and always Hall of Fame coach. Now in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Sir Leonard. <laughs> Turn out the lie. <laughs> the party's over. I can't get it, man. I can't figure it out. I don't know why he tried to change. I, <laughs> I should just leave it the way it is. It just sounds stupid. He's been in the Hall of Fame for like five years. Yeah. Do you think Spolstra is on like a like a VIP Twitter? Mm. Like a the, like the rest Twitter of us can't get on. Like those <laughs> like, dating apps for celebrities or whatever. Hmm. They have those. That's cool. I think so. I'm just, I know. Of course I know that. That's what that, If you heard that buzzing. <laughs> Which celebrity was uh, texting you? Uh, I can't tell you that. I cannot tell you. My wife wouldn't want me to tell you. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I didn't know about that. That's interesting. Uh yeah, maybe he he sent one tweet on accident to the the regular form, right. and then yeah, then he said, "Whoops." Oh, yeah. No, what he did is it, no he somebody yeah, somebody forced him to set it up. It probably was work, and then he was like, "Yeah, I'll do that all the time. Cool, don't worry about it." And then and then he started winning basketball games, and they're like, "Okay, we don't require anything anymore." That's what happened. Yeah, it's kind of like mine. You're just bitching yeah. about NBA league pass for. <laughs> a few times and then he never tweet again 
or Colson, how you you broke the news to the world <laughs> that the uh, there was a cable the outage Sup- during the Super Bowl. <laughs> I broke the news Some years ago. Nobody knew. Yeah. I had it's to be America. the first one. Can't mess with TV during the Super Bowl. I don't understand how I didn't how we're not famous, how we don't have a ton of money, how we don't have a lot of bang for our buck. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Oh man, it's because we have no bucks. You can get zero <laughs> bang if you have zero bucks. Just buy those medium T-shirts for us, and uh, then let we'll... us register uh, undebeatables dot church camp mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll uh, buy joey some fireworks yeah i always liked what uh was it from the simpsons what apu said it's like celebrate the birth of your country by smalling up a small piece of it 